Well, here we are approaching the end of another year. And you know what? I got some news for you. I know what your life is going to be like three years from now. I haven't been peeking in your window. I'm not a psychic, but I really can predict what your life is going to be like three years from now. I'll tell you why. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, we're going to be taking care of business here, answering questions from you, the listeners. Here's some of the ones we're going to unpack today. Dan, what are your thoughts on using a book writer coach? All right, I'm going to give you a plan. If you want to write a book, and a whole lot of you do, we hear from you every week. I'm going to give you a plan and some resources for how to do that. Here's another one. Dan, I've pursued my passion, and it hasn't amounted to anything sustainable. So the question really behind that is, should I pursue a career even if I don't have a passion for it? I'll give you some guidelines. Dan, this year with COVID and all the challenges that have come with it, made me realize that it was time to make a change. That's where I'm going to give you a question that will determine what your life will be like three years from today. So here's a quotation from the day. comes from Henry Ford. A lot of great wisdom from a guy who just figured out how to make cars. He says, failure is simply the opportunity to begin again, and this time more intelligently. That's a great way to look at something that didn't work out the way you wanted it to. You'll learn, and so you can start again more intelligently. Well, our resource for today is our Life Alignment Quiz. This is a quick 18-question quiz that our team put together. I'm really proud of it. Just go to 48days.com slash life, and we'll give you an actual percentage score in terms of how close are you to living your best life. question a lot of us ask. So we'll give you a score and some fun guidelines to move forward into increasing that score. Get up in the 90, 90, hey, if you're 48% on that, that's not a good thing. We don't want 48 to be your number on that. But check it out. Just go to 48days.com slash life. Here got some good news for you today. Home Depot, this is just brand new. This is just announced. Home Depot has given $1 billion in raises to its employees and investing the same for next year. Now, here's the deal. This has been a tough year for a lot of businesses. You know what? Home Depot's earnings for the third quarter rose 23% from the same period in 2019. 23%, that's an astounding increase. That was their earnings for the third quarter. A whole lot of people are staying in their houses, getting around to doing those little home improvement jobs, do-it-yourself projects, So they're going to take a billion dollars of that profit and invest it right back into their employees and then make it permanent. And that's a pretty cool thing. So in as much as we hear about this has been a tough year for a lot of businesses, and it certainly has, a lot of retail businesses have struggled, but then there are some like this because people are staying home, doing those little projects, being outside around the house. Home Depot's profits have skyrocketed. Well, it's nice to see that they're taking that unexpected increase and pulling it back into their employer employees, rewarding them as well. Here's an interesting piece. Being an old farm boy, this got my attention. This two acre vertical farm 
produces more than flat farms that are using 720 acres. Now, just think about that in comparison again. So we got two acres producing more in terms of produce than 720 acres being used in traditional ways. Now, there's a whole lot of implications from this. And this is a company, an ag tech startup named Plenty. And they have a farm in Laramie, Wyoming, and also one near its headquarters in San Francisco. But that's the thing. So you can put one of these in where it's close to urban areas. And then you don't have the trucking, all the gas emissions and everything involved with trucking over long distances. So there's a lot of implications from this as well. But they've got two acres and they have vertical slots. Now with this as well, they they use a whole lot less water than what is used in traditional farming. Plus, they're growing non-GMO crops without the use of pesticides or herbicides. They recycle every drop of water that's not used so they can pour that back in again. Pretty cool. One of those things where we're going to see a lot of change in how produce is being created where it doesn't require the kind of equipment and the kind of land and the use of pesticides, herbicides, and the amount of water that's typically done. So watch how that's being developed. Vertical farms, we're going to hear more and more about that. Here's just an interesting piece. Here's a man became rich instantly. Now, this is something, he didn't win the lottery. No, he didn't have an invention. A meteorite crashed through his roof. Now, this is in Indonesia. This is a real story, a 33-year-old Indonesian coffin maker. He was outside making coffins, and he heard this loud boom that just made the whole house shake. He said it was like a tree had fallen on us. A meteor. Now, it's only four and a half pounds, but you you know that's you can imagine something that has the, enough force to come right straight through your roof, which this did. Four and a half pounds. It was hot. It was glowing like a blue. It makes you wonder about, you know, E.T. and other kind of extraterrestrial things. Gee, what has just in, invaded your house? But, you know, most of them aren't dangerous. They just are unique. And this one was like that. Four and a half pounds crashed through his roof. Well, in the space rocket market, particular meteorites. Now, this one had that extremely rare, it's called carbonaceous chondrite variety. So it had minerals in it, which most meteorites do. Now, incidentally, this is why space exploration is being done so much today. It's not just that people want to have the curiosity of going to Mars or going into outer space. No, mining the minerals in space is worth billions and billions of dollars. I mean, these companies know that. They're getting equipment ready to go up and mine the meteors, mine the particles that are moving around in space, more than just the idea of having people living on Mars. And we hear about that, but you watch what happens when people start being able to extract minerals. We're going to have fights over territories, and you know, claiming homesteading territories and all of that. But this guy, again, in Indonesia, four and a half pounds, a meteorite, the particular variety of what this mineral was sells for $850 a gram. So when you do the math, that's roughly $1.8 million. Now, news of this spread quickly, obviously, and he had all kinds of buyers, bidders on that. We don't have an exact price, but we know it was the value to 1.8, so he probably got somewhere near there. He wants to take some of the money and build a church in his community. 
and he knows it was this was a good fortune kind of thing. You know, when you think about ways to become rich, this is probably not on your list. They're hoping that a meteor crashes through your roof or lands in your yard, but it's possible. My goodness, it really is possible. Interesting to be prepared if your fortune shows up in a way like that. And as I often say, you know, the, the real question is not just how you're going to be lucky enough to become a millionaire, but what are you doing to become the kind of person who will be a millionaire? Who are you becoming in your quest for increasing your wealth is more important than just the idea that you're pursuing. All right, let's go into questions here. This comes from Roxanne. Uh, Roxanne is real involved in the 48 Days Eagles community. She says, what are your thoughts on using a book writer coach? Should I invest in my dream? I feel confident yet nervous. People spend the same amount of money on vacations and home furnishings. How do I know if my dream is worth it? And incidentally, I know from talking to Roxanne, she's talking about roughly $5,000 investment to pursue her dream of having a book. She says, my husband and I follow Dave Ramsey and we're on baby steps four, five, and six. We have savings in the bank and emergency fund. My husband has a steady job with UPS. He's supportive of me doing this, but I feel guilty using savings. Well, you got a couple issues involved here, Roxanne. One is investing in a idea that you have before you've made any money in that. Is that the kind of risk that Dave Ramsey is telling you to avoid? The other thing is, you know, how do you develop an idea into something that works well? Well, it's very common. It's very reasonable to get a coach, to get some kind of help, to accelerate your process. I've always done that. When I want to have excellence in a particular area, I don't want to just learn over a long period of time. I find somebody who's already a proven expert in that area and engage them to help me. So I've invested in ideas before the ideas made money frequently. Now, not big amounts. You know, I don't go out and get a small business loan for $250,000, you know, to open a bowling alley. I've never done those kind of an ideas. But there have been times when I've, you know, had to invest five, ten thousand $10,000 just to become knowledgeable about something that I wanted to develop. Now, here's where I go on this. And, and probably I differ a little bit from, from Dave Ramsey on this particular kind of thing. I had a gentleman one time who contacted me, a podcast listener, who wanted to be a FedEx driver. FedEx has a program where you own your own truck and then they give you business. You're instantly successful. Well, this guy had a history of driving trucks. He knew transportation logistics. He was a great, perfect candidate for this and he was ready to go. But the truck was like $12,000 as I recall. And he didn't have the money, but FedEx would finance that for him. So he would just take out of his earnings each month, like $350 and repay on that. Well, Dave Ramsey's advice was, you know, no, wait till you have the cash to pay for the truck. My advice was start today, go ahead and do that because it's a proven, you have a proven history in this with a proven company. It's simply one detail to take care of, to put you in business for yourself today. Whereas if you wait until you save the money, maybe five years down the road, you may miss the opportunity completely. So if you, if it's an investment in moving you forward where you have a, a proven track record, then certainly having money that you put in on the front end is a reasonable thing. Now, when it comes to books, this is a pretty, uh, this is a dicey area. I tell people often, if you want to have even a well-done self-published book, you need to expect to invest in the process. You can't come to the table and just write your manuscript and think that you're going to have a book 
of any value at all if you haven't put money in the process. I suggest $5,000. What that means is that you would invest, I would suggest about $2,600 for an editor to go through, an editor to go through and make it flow, take out inaccuracies, add commas where needed. I mean, just make it flow like it's something professional. I mean, most self-published books, you can spot them a mile away because they're so unprofessionally done. So $2,600 there, $450 for an interior layout, $350 for cover design, $1,600 for marketing. There you get a solid $5,000 investment and still do it on your own. And that's typically what I, what I would suggest. Now there are some options for first time authors. Let me give you kind of an overview of what the options are that we would typically choose from. You can engage a ghostwriter to take your ideas and write a compelling manuscript. I mean, this is what most celebrities, politicians, high profile people do. They, they get a ghostwriter. Nick Pavlidis in the Eagles community is an amazing ghostwriter. And he's doing that, bringing a lot of people's stories to life. Nothing misrepresentative about that. I mean, that's typically, again, what celebrities, politicians do. But to do that, to have a good ghostwriter write your story, you're probably looking at fifty dollars to $100,000. So that may not be a, a reasonable choice for most of us. You can submit to a traditional publisher. Now, there you give up control of the manuscript, the cover design, and pretty much everything, and you get a 15% royalty. Now, and to do that, to even be a player there, you're probably going to have an agent represent your work. Now, we still see that as kind of the golden prize to be published by a traditional publisher. But believe me, a whole lot of people have been disappointed by what happened there. And typically, there's not a whole lot of financial return. I mean, even what I do at this point, having books with traditional publishers, you know, the return on that, even with New York Times bestsellers, is surprisingly less than what most people anticipate. Just as an example, last year, and I haven't done this year yet, but last year in my income, being an author primarily, and I have multiple books out there, the income that I got from royalties and advances on those books comprised 2.76% of my income. So you can tell it's not on the books that I'm making money. It's from other things that I do with the message in the books, which is really kind of where I'm going to end up here as well. So number three, you can work with an organization to be coached through your idea formation, the editing, the layout, cover design, marketing. And then you can keep 100% of the royalties. But again, to be coached with an organization like that, yeah, it's going to require an investment up front. You could submit your completed edited manuscript, but then get help with just the marketing and distribution. And you can do that with companies like Morgan James Publishing, which we highly recommend, and get a 40 to 50% royalty rather than a 15%. Uh, you can um, get involved with a group where they just help you with the marketing part if you feel competent in doing the other things. You can just get an, that editor to help you with the manuscript, but then handle all the other details yourself. But believe me, it's, it's like starting a business when you want to produce a book because there's a whole lot of details that need to be done if it's going to ever get any kind of traction. You can self-publish, handle all the details yourself. You can mix and match. A lot of authors draw on multiple services and bringing a book to life. So there's a lot of options for you out there that you can do, Roxanne. <clears throat> We have a lot of resources in the 40 Days community for everything that I've described here. Any of these that you want to mix and match, you can do. But my real question to you, coming back to how I framed the FedEx driver example, is do you have a clear plan for how this is going to make you money? If you invest $5,000, 
And if you expect just from sales of the book to get that return, I would say, no, don't do that. You're probably going to be disappointed. But if you are framing the message that you have in your book and you're now planning for seminars that you're going to have, you're going to have an online community, you're going to speak, you're going to create a course that comes out of this. You know, if you're planning a robust business based on your book and you can see that you're projecting significant income, then a $5,000 investment on the front end makes total sense. So just know clearly what the options are, where you see yourself a year from now in this process, and then make your decision. Now, I've got a resource though. I've got a resource that I want any of you who are even dreaming about a book to take advantage of that. Our good friend, Kerry Oberbrunner, you hear me talk about him, Kerry and I have been friends for a long time, about Five years ago, we did an event called Escaping Shawshank, where we took people from Columbus and chartered buses from Columbus, Ohio, up to Mansfield, Ohio, where the Mansfield Reformatory is. It's this big, imposing architectural structure that now isn't a penitentiary. It's just kind of a museum. But it's where um, Shawshank Redemption was filmed. That's where the movie was created, arguably the number one movie in all time. Carrie coattailed on that when he wrote his book, Day Job to Dream Job. He gets hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of marketing because of that. And the event that we had there at that prison got coverage in Los Angeles Times, New York Times, Daily News, all kinds of media all over the place and really exploded the sales of, of his book. Well, he's doing a webinar on Wednesday, December 9th. Now, hopefully you're listening to this prior to that time, Wednesday, December 9th a free webinar, unwrap your dream of becoming a best-selling author. We've got a unique link for you. If you go to 48days.com slash unwrap book, unwrap book, just U-N-W-R-A-P-B-O-O-K, 48days.com unwrap book. Go there, register for that. Listen to Carrie talk about what it takes to bring your book to life. I trust him for this process. I've worked with him closely on projects. I endorse his books. He does mine. We share communities together. But yeah, take advantage of that if you have any desire to write a book. Well, just a quick reminder here as I transition into the next question. We are talking about questions from you, the listeners here. We value those. I'm honored to have you submit those week after week. You can shoot those into me. Just ask Dan at 48days.com. You can leave an audio message if you want. If you go to our podcast link, but easiest way most people submit their questions is just send it in again to askdan at 48days.com. All right, this comes from Pat. Pat says, hi, Dan. I've been listening to your podcast for several months. I've read your book. I've struggled in my career the past 15 years. I pursued my passion and it hasn't amounted to anything sustainable. I'm motivated to make a change. So I reached out to a personal coach. We've done several sessions. He is of the school of thought that one's passion and career can be different. He believes that one can pursue their vocation to pay the bills and then have a calling or passion separate from one's career. You seem to believe that both passion and vocation go together. But is it possible that they don't? Is it possible that God has gifted some of us to have a calling and a passion different from our vocation? Is it possible that some passions and callings do not lend themselves to be in a financially sustainable career? Wow. 
you have packed so much, Pat, into into your question here. I commend you on on that, on just thinking this through. Now, th- there do seem to be two schools of thought. One is that it's ridiculous to pay attention to your passions. You know, you can enjoy growing dandelions, but that's not likely to create income for you. You know, you need to be realistic and go just go get a job on something where you get a paycheck. Well, I'm not totally on the other side. I'm not totally say if you enjoy, you know, strumming a guitar that you need to force that to be your only means of income. That may be a passion that you just keep as a reasonable hobby. So I'm in between, but I think you have to have passion connected to what it is that you do daily or it won't work. You can have multiple passions and they don't all need to generate money. Now that's one thing. I mean, it's not like you have one passion, my goodness, I have multiple passions. I'm sure you do as well. Some of them you can just do for fun. Now, you've heard me talk about the three-legged stool for anything you do, those legs being passion, talent, and money. If you have talent and money, all right, so you have two of those, but no passion, well, that stool is going to fall over. With, with talent and money, but no passion in what you're doing daily, you have the perfect setup for frustration and burnout. Now, that being said, let's back into this a little bit. If you find something that needs to be done, something that people pay for, and you learn how to do that really well, there's a strong likelihood that you will develop a passion for doing that. I mean, passion typically is more developed than discovered. It doesn't show up full blown. No, you develop passion because you do something extremely well. So that can be the case with you, Pat, where you do find something that needs to be done. You're not really passionate about it, but over time, you really become good at that. You can find that you have a passion develops. So let's say that you decide to become a landscaper because you live in an area where there's a massive amount of new building happening. So you know that you have some talent in that area, so you book a few jobs. Well, your customers are thrilled at the work you've done. They begin to tell their neighbors I mean, my, my landscape guy in Tennessee is a great example. I mean, he didn't do a career test that told him he should do landscaping. I mean, he was a, a young, you know, Hispanic guy, sixth grade education. He just saw the need and started offering simple lawn mowing services. But he did really great work. I mean, he showed up when he said he would, did a little extras like blowing the cut grass away from around the trees when he was finished. I mean, customers started asking him about doing other things in their yards. I mean, like gazebos and decks and stamped concrete sidewalks and water features. He kept experimenting and getting better. I mean, today he loves researching how to do a new project. I mean, he just completed a $125,000 job building a deck and stairs down to the lake at the backside of one of his customers' lake house. He used Trex, T-R-E-X. It's that composite material. It's not really wood, so it won't deteriorate, rot like wood does. He had never used it before, and there's a very different process that's required to put it together. You don't just pound a nail through it. It's very different in what you have to do. So he watched some tutorial videos on YouTube. Never used it before. Then he did this $125,000 job. Well, Trex, the company, got wind of him buying so much material, they came out to see what he had done. They took video of this astounding 
project that he had done that they now show to promote the sale of their product. And Noah, my landscape guy, is getting requests from all over the country for jobs. Now, yes, his passion has grown because of the success of the work he is doing. So yes, it's possible that some passions do not lend themselves to be in a financially sustainable career. And yes, it's possible for you to choose something as a career just because you know it's needed and then have your passion for that develop over time. Incidentally, I just talked to Noah a couple weeks ago and he's thrilled that the lawn mowing season is coming to a close as it has now in November because he's so overbooked with other projects. He's saying this COVID where people are staying home, he used to, he said he'd, he'd mow the grass, you know, do the weekly cleanup and all, and he'd see the wife and he'd say hi. He said, now the guys are home because they're working from home and they're saying, hey, you know, what about that backyard deck we want to have, we've been thinking about? What about a closed-in screen, screened-in porch? you know, that we want to have coming off this side of the house. And he's got all these jobs that are lined up all through the winter, whereas he usually reduces staff during the winter. This year, he's increasing staff as we go into the winter because of all these other jobs. So anyway, yes, you can you can grow your passion by finding something that you have the ability to do really well. So in as much as I think it's a required part, it can come over time. Well, let's go to this one. Steve says, I enjoy listening to your content and I've read 48 days to the work you love. I've been in the restaurant business for 18 years and I've now figured out what I want to go into that being network engineering or cloud computing. Many years ago when I was getting my master's degree, we tapped the surface on networking then. And I was interested then even at the point of quitting the master's program and going for it. But however, I went to the degree, got got the degree, and then got stuck in a food industry. This year with COVID and all the challenges that have come with it, it made me realize that it was maybe time for a change. I'm thankful for the people God has put in my life that I can draw from to get help and encouragement. Hopefully, within the next three years, I will be where I feel that I truly need to be. All right, now I, I want to really lean into a couple phrases that Steve you you've used here. Hopefully within the next three years, I'll be where I feel that I truly need to be. We're going to give you a formula to make sure that's the case. And to, to start with, I say, congratulations. You know, after working in something for 18 years and recognizing, yeah, you're not really passionate about that. You've got something new that you'd like to move into. Boy, that's such a common story for people. I mean, the old days of somebody getting a job and working there for 35 years and then getting a gold watch, you know, that that just doesn't happen. I mean, I commend people on making changes along the way. As a matter of fact, you know, if you've been with a company for 20 years, you may think that that really is a gold star in your resume that'll really make you a good candidate showing how loyal you are. There are companies today that look at that and think, goodness, did this person not grow? They didn't change. They're doing the same thing for that period of time. That's not the kind of person we're looking for. We're looking for somebody that innovates, that's creative. It could actually work against you. So just be realistic about the changing workplace and to be in something for 18 years is a very long time. 
mean, a lot of people change repeatedly. And there are people who make major career redirections along the way. It doesn't mean you go back and start over. You never do that. You always bring with you the value of what you've learned, what you've been doing, what your experience has been. You bring that as value with you, but then you can refocus that in a new direction. And that's true for even physicians, dentists, attorneys, pastors, people like that, that we're seeing, we're working with a lot right now to help them redirect. They don't start over. They take the value of what they've done up to this point, be that at 45 years old or 55 years old or 65 years old, wherever it is. Yesterday we had on our Monday mastery call. Well, earlier this week, yeah, it would have been the Monday mastery call in the Eagles community, a Dallas Demet who is 84 years old. He is investing in a program, a coaching program. He described it to us as $9,000 that he's considering to help him reposition himself as a coach rather than traditionally what he's been as a counselor. He realizes that, and I challenged him on this a couple of years ago when he came to one of our events, but as a counselor, he doesn't really have a business. He just sees people, they pay him. So he has a very direct interaction between time and effort, but not really a business. A business by definition means that it makes money even when you're not there. Well, a lot of professionals are professionals and get paid very well, but they don't really have a business in that there's nothing that sustains it. If they leave, if they walk out the door, go on vacation for two weeks, everything stops. Well, that's not a business. Business by definition means, yeah, you can go away for a while and the business continues generating money. Anyway, Dallas at 84 years old is making some real realignment changes in what he's doing. He wants to keep learning and growing because he feels like he has a lot to offer. He's got uh, some amazing programs that he's developed. He's worked with major customers like Chick-fil-A and others. But at 84, he's saying, you know what? I don't want to just be stagnant in what I've been doing. I'm going to change. So I, I love to hear him talk about that. So here's the deal. So, Steve, you said that you hope three years from now, I will be where I feel that I truly need to be. Here's a question I want to ask. And this comes from a, from a coaching program that I'm involved in, Strategic Coach, where Dan Sullivan has a question. And this is the question. If we were meeting three years from today, what has to have happened during that three-year period for you to feel happy about your progress? That's a really powerful question. And here's the deal. If you can't answer that, then chances are your life will be very much like it is today. If you can answer that clearly, you can create a plan of action and go in any direction you want to be. So that's the question. And I ask this often with coaching clients. If we were meeting three years from today, what has to have happened during that three-year period for you to feel happy about your progress? Now, ongoing questions to kind of develop that a little bit more. What are the biggest dangers you'll have to face and deal with in order to achieve that progress? What are the biggest opportunities that you have that you would need to focus on and capture to achieve those things? What strengths will you need to reinforce and maximize? What skills and resources will you need to develop that you don't currently have in order to capture those opportunities? But that's the way you develop a clear plan. Decide where you want to be three years from now, what you want your life to look like. Now here, I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of end with this. I saw a Facebook post this morning from a lady who who claims to be able to tell the future. She even has some predictions about this current political mess that we're in and how these races are going to end up and all that. Well, 
tell me what. I, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a fortune teller or a prophet, but I can predict your future. I don't need to be any of those things. I can predict your future and I can do it with an amazing degree of accuracy. I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I, I can't see into your mind. I don't need to know your history, your degrees, or your family. All I need to do is spend a day with you and listen to what you say and watch what you do. That's it. I can predict your future. Your words and your actions are going to tell me exactly where you're going to be three years from now. If I follow you around for a day, listen to what you say, watch what you do. And you can do the same with me. I mean, feel free to do that. Join me. Listen to what I say. Watch what I do. And you'll know how to predict where I'm going to be three years from now. Recently, I was talking to one of our 48 Days coaches, and he had a conversation with a friend who he had met for lunch. And then the friend predicted what his day would hold as they parted, left lunch. He said, I'd better go see who won't hire me today. Now, what do you think that guy's going to experience in the workplace? His expectations are that, you know, the economy is slowed. Everyone's waiting to see how this political process will play out and what happens with COVID. No companies are hiring right now. Well, if that's his belief, it's going to be confirmed. It's absolutely going to be confirmed. Uh, there's somebody right now who's promoted himself on Twitter. I won't share his name. He's a celebrity, but he, he describes himself as an unemployed winner. Now that's pretty cool. How many people do you know who are out of work right now who describes themselves as unemployed winners? I mean, that's not typically what I'm hearing. I, I ran into a guy at Best Buy recently who said he had downloaded my 48 low cost business ideas. You know, we've got a resource, 48 lower, no cost business ideas. A lot of people have used it to launch really fun things they're doing. But then he added, he said, I read through that. He downloaded it, went through all 48 ideas, but he said, I'm a technology guy. So none of those would work for me. Now that list that I have in 48 low cost business ideas links to another 1000 ideas. But you know what? He's absolutely right. None of those will work for him. If that's his mindset, he knows there's nothing in a list like that that's going to work for him that would have application or where he could use his technology skills to improve it, make it better and different. My goodness, no, he's already decided. There's nothing there that would work for him. That's exactly where he's going to end up. Well, here's the thing. Your life, three years from now, will not be determined by the economy the people in the White House, your education, luck, the lottery, or your astrological sign? No. Your life three years from now is going to be determined by your words and your actions today. So it's a pretty clear direction, pretty clear forecast. What kind of future are you creating? What are the words you're saying today and the actions that you're taking today. That's all we need to know to predict your future. You can do this. You can look in the mirror and just start talking. Those words are predicting your future. Well, I know you want a, a wonderful future here at this time of year in December. What a wonderful time to be predicting what you want even the next year, you know, 2021 to look like. Three years from now, well, we're going to be in 2024. Interesting number, 2024. It'll be here in a blink of an eye. 
It'll be here no matter if you do anything or if you don't. If you don't do anything, your life will be very much as it is today. And if it's wonderful, hey, that's perfectly fine. But if you want it to be something else, then your words and your actions today will set the stage for what that's going to be. Well, you remember, you can send your questions in to me. Just ask Dan at 48days.com. Love to get those questions in. Anything you want to kind of unpack here together to help benefit yourself and others as well, and me as we kind of dig into it. And remember, we got a couple of resources for you today. We got the resource where you can just explore how near you are to living your best life. If you go to 48days.com slash life, you'll get that resource. And also the, the webinar that I mentioned, if you have any interest in writing a book, by all means, go to 48days.com slash unwrap book and register for that free podcast that our friend Carrie Oberbrunner has coming up, Unwrap, Unwrap Your Dream of Becoming a Best-Selling Author. It's going to be on Wednesday, December 9th at 1 o'clock p.m. And of course, you can get a replay if you just register for it in 48days.com slash unwrap book. So move forward, take action, speak the words that put you in the direction of where you want to be three years from now. Thanks for being part of this community where we know We really do. There's so many ideas and resources, nothing can stop you from either finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Thanks for joining us here. I value having you as a listener.